CFL Weekly as we enter Week 12 in the Canadian Football League. Hey, the big slate of Labor Day weekend. This this is when the season really starts to get interesting. I'm Andy McNamara, and as I said, this is CFL Weekly. You're listening across the TSN radio network, Canada-wide, coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash Live. Get us on Twitter at andymc 81 Great show for you today. We got from the CFL on TSN, one of the tremendous hosts and personalities, Rod Smith. We'll chat with him about the East Division storylines and quarterbacks. Listen, we go back out to to Winnipeg, folks. We went to Winnipeg last week uh, to talk about the Matt Nichols injury. The CFL news is revolving around the Blue Bombers. This time, Andrew Harris set the the record, one of the all-time greats, and he suspended two games for PEDs. For drug, he says he didn't know that he was doing something wrong. Whatever the case might be, he's gone for two games. So we're going to chat with Darren Bombing, who does the Winnipeg Blue Bombers pre-half post-game shows, covers the Bombers for TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. So we'll chat with him uh, about the Blue Bombers situation and the tightening race in the West. After that, it will be some CFL Fantasy tips with Ben Kramer. So for your DraftKings lineups, for your TSN CFL Fantasy game, whatever the case might be. And folks, hey, you know what? It's Labor Day. You're getting ready to go back to school. You're so busy. Guess what? Good news. It's 50% off. We get Domino's, folks. Yes. 50% off week is back until this Sunday. So any regular price menu item. On Domino's.ca, that are pizza for large, medium, small, extra large, whatever the size, whatever the topping type, however many you want. You want 20 pizzas? 50% off. Check it out. Domino's.ca. Half off. 50% off week until this Sunday. All right. Let's start with the news and notes of the week. First down. Now, we'll dive deep into the Andrew Harris suspension when we go to Winnipeg with TSN 1290's Darren Bombing in a few minutes. But TSN football insider Dave Naylor joined Corey Warren to discuss the CFL's drug testing process and what's next for the Blue Bombers. Joined now by our football insider Dave Naylor. So, Dave, according to Andrew Harris, he was tested on March the 1st, again on July the 2nd, and then one more time on July the 12th. How unusual is it for a player to be tested three times within four and a half months? Well, it's unusual, but it's by no means impossible. And that's because this is a random process. So you could have your name drawn on July the 2nd, and then 10 days later on July the 12th, have it drawn again. And despite the fact that Andrew Harris you know, made some reference to the fact that it's a running joke in the bomber locker room that he seemed to be tested more than any other player. And there's no sense in this case that he was targeted by the league with its testing. So when you look at the two-game suspension, it it appears to be kind of light. In the NFL, he would get a minimum four-game suspension for this. And then when you compare that NFL suspension to the 16-game schedule, it's even more significant. So what went into this decision? Well, if you go to the history of CFL drug testing, I mean, in 2010, they brought in a process where there was no suspension for a positive first positive test, and the player's name was never disclosed. In 2015, the Center of Ethics in Sports challenged that, and the league came up with a new policy in conjunction with the Players Association through consultation from the Center of Ethics and Sport that said, hey, two-game suspension for a first offense and then also a nine-game suspension for a second offense. The other thing that applies to a player like Andrew Harris is that he will no longer be subject to random drug testing. He now goes into mandatory drug testing. So this was established between the two sides to try to beef up the policy from what it was originally. All right, let's talk about how this impacts 
the Bombers. Let's talk about their immediate future. Right now, they are first in the West with an 8-2 and two record, but they've got a big home-and-home home coming up with division rivals Saskatchewan. So who will be the running back for those games? You know, the Bombers have a big decision here because they could stay Canadian at the running back position and start Johnny Augustine, a second-year player at the University of Guelph, only has nine carries for 60 yards so far this year. Their other option would be to go to an American. They have a guy named John Santiago who's been on their practice roster, has not played, spent a little bit of time in training camp with the Minnesota Vikings this spring, but he would be somebody who really is a bit of a mystery because he has not played in the Canadian Football League in a game. All right, some big decisions ahead for the Bombers. Our CFL insider, Dave Naylor. There you go. Let's move on. Second down. And as I said, we'll dive deeper into this Winnipeg situation. we got uh, feet on the ground with Darren Bombing from TSN 1290 in a few minutes. So we're heading into the always highly anticipated slate of Labor Day games. So Rod Smith will join us later on as well. And the CFL panel takes us through what matchups they're most looking forward to, as well as the confidence in Chris Strebler. Bombers, hey, Andrew Harris is gone. You're missing Matt Nichols. You're with Chris Strebler. So what's the confidence in, in him, as well as some of the top defensive players? Bring it in, bring it in again. We won't be huddling up too many more times in the summer because this is the last one before we head into Labor Day. Davis Sanchez, Milt Stegall, Henry Burris here. Chesy, you start this on Chris Strebler. So he steps in for Matt Nichols. What's your level of confidence in him as the leader of that offense? 100%. I'm all in with Chris Strebler as a leader, as a gamer. I love what Chris Strebler brings to my locker room. There you go. But if he has to bring a team back in the passing game, I'm about about 20% on that. You went from 100 to 20 he won the game, and as long as he's winning, yep. I'm good with it. Now, if he loses and they're playing like that, then I'll have a problem. But, hey, he won his first game as a starter this year. I'm all for you there, Chris. Man, you two are fair weathers. I hope I'm never David Sanchez's quarterback. Go for 100 to 20%. But, hey, what do great teams that are always contending for great cups do? They win games on the road. Yep. They beat other playoff-bound teams. And they win it in their fashion that they won every game. With Andrew Harris running the football and Chris Trevor running it, okay. hey, these guys, they can all take right. them all the way. Right. Mel, let's talk about the guys that could be nightmares for quarterbacks. Best performance by a defensive lineman in Week 11. Willie Jefferson of the Blue Bombers or Dylan Wynn of the Tiger Cats? Well, I'm going to give Dylan Wynn the best celebration. He looked like he had a lot of flex on those hips. He was moving. But as far as best performance, has to go to Inspector Gadget, Willie Jefferson. Not only what he did on defense, he dominated, but he finished it off with that great special teams play I'm on that you. onside I'm with you. Willie J. I got Willie J as well. I said in the after the game, he was their best defensive back, their best linebacker, because he was all over the place creating havoc. He did everything for that team. It's Willie J. No, no, it's Dylan Wynn. You guys went with the single block guy. He's only getting blocked by one Lyman. Dylan Wynn's getting double team and did Willie mm. Jefferson have his face and name mentioned twice in the starting lineup? <laughs> Guys, he had three sacks and he dominated that game. He made sure Ja'Gary Davis had a couple of sacks in that game. Okay, I love this time of year, Hank. I know you do too because we're heading into Labor Day weekend. Wow. What's the most intriguing matchup to you? Oh, to me it's Calgary versus Edmonton. I mean, oh. the Battle of Alberta to me is the creme de la creme of them all. Ah. To me, who's going to be that team that's going to dance in the tulips when it comes to contending with Winnipeg for first place in the West? Well, we're going to find out which team is real. Is it Nick Arbuckle in Calgary, or is it Trevor Harris in Edmonton? Team. Trevor Harris and them have yet to be the team with a winning record. That's my team. Winnipeg is the team I picked to win the Great Cup, to be there at the end of it all. But I'm not sure who they are yet. 
So mine is Winnipeg, <laughs> Sass, the Banjo Ball. That's the you. game Thank I want to see. Because I don't know what's what the, going on. That, that's the classic right there. And, uh, those other games yeah. are okay. But Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and Regina, that is the wow. true Labor Day classic. There is no other that. day in the what? CFL besides what? that one right there. That's no, the best no, day ever. No love for the Argos Ticats here? <laughs> <laughs> that traditional rivalry? Now, wow. it is true when they met back in week two. Uh, Hamilton won by 50. But, hey, based on what we've seen, it be a whole lot closer at the very least this time around. Let's break the huddle. That's going to be a fascinating matchup, I think, between the Blue Bombers and the Rough Riders over these couple of games. Because you're not going to have your starting star, all-world running back, Andrew Harris. And you're without your starting quarterback, Matt Nichols. And you got Chris Stone Cold Strebler running around there. Who, who would have thought we'd be going into Labor Day and saying that Cody Fajardo would be the better quarterback out of both of these teams? Wow. Let's move on. Third down. And as we like to do our weekly player rankings on the show, so let's head on over to Rod Smith in the CFL panel to check out the top linebackers in the league. We present the 7-11 player rankings of the top linebackers so far this season. His choices, Derek Moncrief and the Riders on top. Simone Lawrence having a good year, bounce back year for the Ticats. Corey Greenwood, impressive for Calgary. Avery Williams of Ottawa, Micah Awe, Enoch Mwamba, Patrick Levels of the Alouettes. Okay, so uh, Chez, you know the rules. You can change the order, and if yeah. you're going to add a name, you got to take one off. Uh, well, the Wilt linebacker is a position of freedom. You get a lot of chance to run around and make a whole lot of plays. I respect these guys. Simone Lawrence should be where he is. He's having a phenomenal year. But the Sam linebacker is the <laughs> toughest spot in the game. Uh. I got Moncrief up top, but Patrick Levels, I put him second. Just because wow. he plays the toughest, the toughest position in the league, Sam linebacker. Wow, second. Well, you know, for me, I got to go with a couple guys who aren't even on this list. Mm. I'm going Adam Big Hill and Larry Dean, so, Slurpee yeah. Boy. Who are you, who are you taking off? Who are you well, taking I'm off? taking off Awe, and I'm taking off Patrick Levels. Because check this out. The two top defenses in this league aren't even represented. We're talking about Edmonton and Winnipeg. Yeah. They're guys that need to be in there. They are the quarterbacks of those systems. And even though they've been injured, we definitely know their presence on any defense since they played in this league. Adam Big Hill, Larry Dean should be in there. Well, hating or loving, the top linebacker, in my opinion, this year has been Simone Lawrence. I think he's been balling out. He's been killing it. For a couple of years, we were talking about him. Like, is he going to get back to the form he had, you know, when he first started playing? This year, he's killing it. He's yeah, missed he's two well. games. He's leading all linebackers in sacks. He's tied for the league league as far as linebacker goals and interceptions. We saw the way he played yesterday. So, in my opinion, Simone Lawrence has been the best linebacker in the league this year. So Over Moncrief? Over my Moncrief is right. It's, one, it's like 1A and 1B. But I got, hopefully Moncrief doesn't it, see me it, and beat me up. But I got to go with Simone right interesting now. Interesting statement given how the way how the season started for Simone Lawrence yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, Zach Calero. So, and by the way, Slurpee Boy is saying, talking about Adam Big Hill. Injured, <laughs> injured. <laughs> That's why he didn't have him on the list anyway. He doesn't have a say. Thanks for the 7-11 player rankings. There you go, the uh, best CFL. linebackers in the Canadian Football League heading into Week 12. So what we'll do, folks, take a quick break. After that, we'll go out to Winnipeg again. The, the whole league's talking about the Blue Bombers. You got Matt Nichols out. Strebler's in. What can they do with him? Andrew Harris test positive. He's gone for two. So I go, man on the ground, TSN 1290 covers the Blue Bombers. Darren bombing. Rod Smith, CFL and TSN coming up a little bit later on. All coming up next on CFL Weekly. Cross the TSN radio network. 
Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. The CFL Weekly, Canada-wide, across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get us on Twitter, at AndyMC81. Watch along in studio behind the scenes from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio on twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Jump in the chat room. Got some great conversation going with ShockFanatic underscore zero nine and at Adwendecor. Uh, one of these guys, ShockFanatic actually went to school at Eastern Washington University before he transferred with Vernon Adams Jr. How about that? Small world down there. Uh, well, still to come, we'll be talking with Rod Smith from the CFL and TSN. Try to connect with Darren Bombing from TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. And, of course, our CFL fantasy tips from uh, Ben Kramer uh, from Daily Roto and CFL.ca. We'll get a hold of uh, Darren Bombing in a sec. But, folks, in the meantime, if you need seats to an event... Okay, we know how tough it is, right? You, you go on, you want to go somewhere, uh, a sporting event, concert, whatever. And sometimes you wonder, can you trust the place? Well, SeatGiant.ca, you can. Guaranteed tickets. Best part is it's in Canadian funds, so you don't have to worry about the U.S. transfer stuff. But you go to SeatGiant.ca, follow them on social media and all that. Use promo code ANDY and save on some of the service fees. But sporting events in the U.S., I used it for the Indians-Astros game I went to in Cleveland. Uh, you can do it in the U.S., in Canada, CFL games, whatever. Check it out, SeatGiant.ca, use promo code ANDY. On the line now from TSN 1290 in Winnipeg. We talked with the Hustler last week. We go to Darren Bombing this week. Darren, the Blue Bombers, they're controlling the news in the league. How are you? Hey, I'm good, and uh, you're definitely right. I've been very busy. Everyone here in Winnipeg, very busy. Not only was uh, Andrew Harris uh, leading uh, the storyline over the weekend, it's almost been uh, buried in it all, the Willie Jefferson performance back on Friday night against Edmonton. Have you ever seen a dominant performance like that from a defensive player? Okay. Uh, Darren, you know what? You're so right. that it, it, it almost makes you forget it because of the Andrew Harris. But yeah, you're right. We can't. Willie Jefferson was an absolute monster. And you look at the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers right now, despite being without their starting quarterback, yeah, Chris Trevler going, if that wasn't enough, now you're without Andrew right. Harris. But... They're still at 8-2, and two. so I want to go through the West Division, kind of break it down with you. But first of all, tell me about the Andrew Harris situation for those that need catching up. Um, he's saying he, you know, it was unintentional and all that, and he seemed pretty shaken up about it. Yeah, he was, absolutely. And, uh, you know, most interesting in it all to me, Andy, is that uh, Andrew Harris knew about this positive PED test for a while now and was aware of it uh, two weeks ago when the Blue Bombers beat the BC Lions on August 15th, where Andrew Harris not only moved into the top 10 in all-time CFL rushing yards, but also became the most prolific Canadian offensive producer in the history of Canadian football, surpassing Ben Cahoon and um, you know amassing 13,400 total scrimmage yards. Uh, the standing ovation here in Winnipeg at IG Field from 25,000-plus, um, you know, getting emotional at times, being lost for words, when joining TSN, Sarah Orleski after the game on the sidelines. And uh, I, all of that 
Andrew Harris said was wearing on him because he knew this announcement was forthcoming. Uh, a clean test March 1st, another clean test on July 2nd, and then a third test, which is interesting. Andrew Harris has been tested eight times in his four years in Winnipeg, effectively three and a half seasons. Uh, and that's more than any other Blue Bomber over that time. It's much more than the average, which is one per player per season. Essentially hmm. 100% uh, of uh, the league is tested every season. Andrew Harris is uh, nearly quadruple that uh, that average. So uh, a trace amount of an anabolic steroid was detected in his urine sample 10 days after a clean test on July 2nd. Uh, he went through the appeal process, which is essentially the same sample tested again. It also came back with that same trace amount of uh, a banned substance. And uh, now with the two biggest games of the year. It almost doesn't matter if the Bombers are 8-2 and two or 2-8. Two and eight. These are always the biggest games of the year in the Labor Day Classic and the Banjo Bowl between the Blue Bombers and the Rough Riders. And, well, with the Riders nipping at the Blue Bombers' heels, uh, first and second place in the West Division, uh, it just adds more intrigue to everything. Well, Darren, was there any explanation from the league why he's being tested so much? That seems a little odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, uh, no explanation from the league and then no uh, real explanation, although I'm not totally surprised. It, it took several weeks for all of this news to come out. And, uh, you know, the, the league wants to ensure that uh, everything is handled the right way for any individual, let alone uh, a bona fide superstar in this league uh, in Andrew Harris. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit... Um, you know, still wondering, uh, you know, uh, what the fallout of this will be. Andrew Harris does say, um, you know, it was a tainted natural food supplement that, uh, you know, he took and essentially an over the counter that said it was all natural ingredients. He takes responsibility, uh, in what he puts into his body. He takes responsibility for the fact that this was not a certified product. Uh, and ultimately he wants to get to the bottom uh, of it happening. People wondering what that food supplement was. He says, you know, it's a multivitamin, antioxidant, um, uh, you know, test, natural testosterone-boosting type product uh, for men. Uh, but, of course, because of legal ramifications, he won't name uh, that exact company or the retail right. location where he purchased it. But, um, you know, uh, if I know Andrew Harris and, and, and how he, uh, you know, uh, takes things uh, always uh, extremely seriously and uh, does things always the right way, um, of course, that context uh, in all of this, uh, I think, is important to remember, um, is how this all falls out in, in the weeks and months ahead uh, if he's able to get to the bottom of things. In conversation with Darren Bombing from TSN 1290 in Winnipeg, covers the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, does a great job on their game day coverage on Twitter, at Darren Bombing. And uh, didn't mention it off the top, but yeah, the CFL top performers of the week, Willie Jefferson of the Bombers, of course, followed by uh, Dylan Wynn from the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Devaris Daniels of the Edmonton Eskimos. So some big numbers. Always fun looking at those big stat lines and, and seeing what the guys do. Uh, but Darren, we, we look at this, and you mentioned it, the Banjo Bowl, the standings, boy, you storyline-wise, man, you could not line this up any better because Saskatchewan, you have it right there. They're, the Bombers are without their starting quarterback. They're going to be without their, their star running back, conveniently for the two games you do not you, that you play them. Boy, this is, this is something. If they win two or even one and can keep pace with Edmonton also nipping at the heels, this West Division gets a whole lot more interesting, doesn't it? 
It really is uh, up for the grabs right now. You know, this is the first, these two games between Winnipeg and Saskatchewan are the first two of three. They'll meet again in early October. And if those go, you know, uh, to one side, uh, it will really, you know, exert space and, and dominance in the division. As far as the head-to-head matchup, what I'm really looking at, especially with Andrew Harris out of the lineup, and of course with Chris Strebler getting his second start of the season in his second uh, pro season here in the CFL is uh, how he handles the passing game. Last week against Edmonton, Winnipeg found a way to win with a two-pronged rushing attack in Harris and Strebler combining for nearly 190 yards on the ground. Without Harris, it's going to be Canadian undrafted uh, running back Johnny Augustine or an American. Very different skill set from Andrew Harris, more diminutive, more of a speed back in John Santiago. Uh, you know, it'll be his first dress uh, at the professional level out of the University of North Dakota. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Chris Trebler handles this. Against Edmonton, 7 of 17 passing for 89 total passing yards. I was going to bring uh, that up there. And like, yeah, and then you compare no that rest. to Trevor Harris, 430 yards. And like, If you just put that stat line alone, people are like, well, yeah, the 430 guy won the game. He didn't? Right? Well, <laughs> like, you know, my broadcast partner, Troy Westwood, who of course is the individual who named the Banjo Bowl himself, um, you know, in calling out some Saskatchewan Rough Riders fans in yesteryear, of course, huh. uh, had a really apt way of, of describing that game during our post-game coverage on TSN Radio in Winnipeg. And that you could look at the stat line, you could look at the final score, and you could write a master's thesis on how that game all came about. You know, you mentioned Devaris Daniels getting a CFL top performer yard. He had uh, a top performer nod. He had 10 grabs on 13 targets for 200 yards. No touchdowns. How? Harris combined for 430 yards uh, through the air. Winnipeg's defense stood tall when they needed to, and effectively for a second straight matchup between Winnipeg and Edmonton, did not allow them to get in the end zone. Uh, they did allow one touchdown uh, through the air in that game to Tavon Smith. Uh, but again, Sean White, Edmonton's kicker, for a second time in as many meetings with the Blue Bombers, had a career-high seven field goals in the game. Winnipeg's defense truly is the epitome of bend but don't break. Then you add in Willie Jefferson. Three sacks, doubling the season total that Edmonton has allowed this year. They've now allowed six on the year and three to Willie Jefferson just back on Friday night. He forced two fumbles. He had a pass knockdown. He recovered an onside kick late in the fourth quarter. It was a critical moment in the game as well. And then on top of it all, following one of his strip sacks, he booted the ball through the end zone for a punt single. When's the last time you saw a defensive end score points in a game that wasn't a pick six or a fumble recovery for touchdown. Um, it was a really quirky, weird game, but I think it speaks to the type of football team this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team is. They've won games without Adam Big Hill. They've even been described by many, including myself, as playing their best defensive game of the season without Adam Big Hill in the lineup. They've won without Matt Nichols. They're going to try to win without Andrew Harris. The test will be tough because that Saskatchewan pass defense is really vaunted right now and, and one of the best in the league. So Chris Trebler is going to have to find a way to sit in the pocket and beat a defense with his arm. And he's going to have to do better than 89 yards. Uh, last one for you here, Darren. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders, kind of that team that's been hanging around and they've been treading water with Bo Levi Mitchell out and Nick Arbuckle around. What, what are you, what's your take on how serious we should be taking the Calgary Stampeders? Is it just all about when Bo Levi Mitchell gets back and gets right? 
Well, I think there's a lot of validity to the the school of thought that this time off for Boley by Mitchell might serve him well. You know, he's obviously still involved in the day-to-day game planning and then practicing and work in the film room and all of that. Of course, no doubt he is mentoring and helping, um, you know, Dave Dickinson uh, uh, kind of continue to develop uh, Nick Arbuckle as quarterback, as well as Montel Cozart. You know, I wouldn't put anything past a John Huffnagel quarterback stable in producing legitimate uh, CFL and professional quarterbacks. Um, when Bo is healthy, and I, I would assume that day is coming soon. He's missed over two months now. And, uh, you know, when they were here in Winnipeg a couple weeks ago, uh, seemingly he was very close to, to being ready to play. Of course, that cloak and dagger game of the West Division and the CFL as a whole uh, continues with, uh, player health and, and availability ultimately in games. Um, but I won't put anything past the Calgary Stampeders. They can be a 500 football team. If they're the crossover team, they squeak in, they find a way, uh, you know, to win in Montreal, to win in Hamilton and, and get to the Grey Cup. Of course, on their home turf at McMahon Stadium in Calgary in late November, uh, you know, uh, they're just one of those teams that uh, I think, you know, we, we've seen them lose the Grey Cup. Uh, a few times over the last number of years, ultimately winning it uh, last year and uh, looking for a back-to-back title. But they just seem to be one of those teams. Uh, I, I know I'm not alone in the thinking that uh, in any given Sunday afternoon in November, uh, the Calgary Stampeders can win. And, of course, it's going to rely on Bo Levi Mitchell returning. And uh, ultimately, I think Calgary just playing a little bit sharper defensive football. Yeah, they just got to hang around and see. Makes for an, an, an even more interesting West Division. Uh, Darren, thanks so much for stopping by again, man, and enjoy the, the Labor Day Classics. Appreciate it. Andy, my friend, uh, always good to talk to you. Should be a great weekend for football. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. There he goes, Darren Bombing, TSN 1290 Winnipeg Blue Bombers game day reporter, coverage host, all things Blue Bombers on Twitter, at Darren Bombing. We will step aside and go, one of the best in the biz, Rod Smith. You all know his voice, CFL on TSN, host and sports center. We'll break down the East Division storylines with Rod next on CFL Weekly. CFL Weekly, Canada Wide on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you live from the TSN 1050 studio in Toronto. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81. And you can watch behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. Jump in the chat room. They're still to come in the show. Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca with some CFL fantasy tips. So for your DraftKings lineups, for your TSN fantasy lineups, you don't want to miss that. But I had a chance to catch up with the voice of the CFL on TSN, Rod Smith, to go over the East Division. Rod, let's begin with the East Division. We've talked so much about the Andrew Harris situation and the West, but the East is starting to get pretty fascinating because you have the Hamilton Ticats who keep winning despite being without Jeremiah Masoli, and you have the surging Montreal Alouettes, Vernon Adams Jr., the team's at 5-4, and four, so record-wise, it might not be that exciting, but for this team, and I don't know about you, Rod, but I just get a little feeling about that, that Alouettes club led by Vernon Adams Jr. and what that team has had to overcome. What do you make of this East Division going into Labor Day? Well, I'm with you, Andy. I mean, that is, to me, the most intriguing story. I expected Hamilton to be good, and I'm impressed that they keep winning uh, without Jeremiah Masoli, and I don't know what impact that's going to have in their chase for the Grey Cup this year. But the Montreal story is compelling, just because they've had some bad years, uh, no playoff spots since 2014, and a lot of the big reason 
for their struggles in the last few years was the instability at quarterback and the, what, 13, 14, 15, whatever that number is since Anthony Calvillo that they've gone through and starting QBs, including Vernon Adams. And, you know, a few years ago before Vernon has settled in and become one of the exciting young stars of the league. And who knows, maybe uh, as we get later in the season, he'll be a candidate for most outstanding player. And I, I, I would not be shocked uh, by that at all. So, I mean, that the Montreal story is definitely a, uh, a terrific story. The comeback in Calgary, hanging on against the Argos are playing exciting football and, and it's a great team to watch. I wouldn't say much about the Argos, obviously, and I'd say even less about the way the Ottawa Redblacks are going right now. Well, and that's that's the thing, right? It really is a two uh, two horse race there in the East Division. But for the Alouettes, I, I interviewed Vernon Adams Jr. on the show a few weeks back, Rod, and, and you know, sometimes you you've interviewed so many people, and you, you get the typical kind of standard athlete speak, but sometimes you kind of get that little bit of a of a nugget or or, or a feeling of like, you know what? This guy's something different, and he explained to me yeah. his journey. As you said, he was with Montreal the first time, came out, how he thought, hey, you know what, this will be a quick stopover, I'll be back in the NFL, didn't didn't go down that way. And it just seems like they are rallying behind, and, and really, if you want to use that, that old cliche, us against the world, you fire your head coach before in this preseason, your GM gets fired midseason, the league owns you, and it's just kind of like a, a, a write-off. It, it is a pretty good rallying point. It is, and that's why not only would I consider at this point halfway through the season uh, Vernon Adams, uh, you know, a potential MOP candidate, I'd consider the same for his head coach, Kahari Jones, for Coach of the Year. We had this debate in studio as to, you know, who you would have for Coach of the Year, and there's some obvious candidates, Mike O'Shea, I think Rolando Steinhauer, uh, you know, in his first year uh, with Hamilton, too. Even someone was chiming in Dave Dickinson just because of all the change in Calgary. Uh, or Jason Moss, but I mean, Kahari Jones has had to deal with more adversity than any of them because of what you just talked about. And and uh, he's a first-year head coach and was dealt a terrible set of circumstances with a team that had really nothing to look forward to. And so um, that makes it compelling. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, that's the great rallying cry everyone goes to, us against the world. No one expected us to mm-hmm. do anything, and here we are, and whatever it takes them. But I like Vernon, too, when I've talked to him. And I love the fact that um, he is just genuinely trying to improve, trying to get better. Back when we talked to him, I think I was, it was calling a game in Montreal against Hamilton, which they won. That's when William Standback went off for over right. 200 yards. But um, he was talking then about one of the things he's really trying to change about himself is not getting down when he makes a mistake, when he throws a pick, um, when, when something bad happens. And I think Kahari Jones was uh, was trying to influence him that way and getting him to just try to settle your demeanor down. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Be more, you know, I use probably Ricky Ray as an example, just to, to keep things even. And um, and I think he has shown certainly more poise than we've seen from him in his young CFL career. But he is, uh, again, he's uh, he's been interesting to watch. In conversation with Rod Smith, host of the CFL on TSN and Sports Center on Twitter at Rod Smith TSN. Sticking with the East here in this Labor Day, this is uh, how often do we say every year, Rod? Right, the season starts after yeah. Labor Day. You get the back-to-backs yeah. and all that. Now for Hamilton, we talked about Montreal kind of coming on, but really you got the one and eight Argos. They're in spoiler mode. If the Ticats sweep this series, they could pretty much wrap this thing up. Yeah, I would think so. I mean. Uh... It, it certainly looks that way, obviously. I'll be curious to see uh, how much closer the Argos could uh, 
take Hamilton or even win the game. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Argos are, you know, they've, they've played some decent football in the last couple of weeks um, and played well enough to beat Montreal, obviously, and started very well against Montreal in the, and touched down Atlantic. Uh, of course, had the win over Winnipeg, and they, they did have a loss in the rematch against Edmonton, but they were at least a little more impressive than they were the last time out. And I think, you know, um, as I said, I, I put Toronto ahead of Ottawa, even though Toronto has two fewer wins. And I don't think at this point in time either is going to make the playoffs. It looks like, you know, a strong possibility of another crossover. But uh, I think in this Labor Day game, well, first of all, another one of the cliches uh, was always no matter, you know, these rivalries are so good that no matter what the records are, one team could be eight points ahead of the other and either could win and they're usually pretty hard fought. And um, in the the case of the Argos, Obviously, it's a huge game because you're right. The separation that Hamilton is getting now um, is just, it's becoming insurmountable for Ottawa or certainly Toronto to even consider, and only Montreal will still be in the running to catch them. I mean, they're 8 and 2 right now and still six points even ahead of the second place Alouettes. But the other thing, Andy, is I just want to see this game closer than it was the last time these two teams met back in week two, which was the Argos season yeah. opener. They had the buy in week one. And what was it, 64 to 14? Yeah. I mean, that was an ugly, ugly game. And I don't think that Hamilton, even with, even if they had Jeremiah Soli, is 50 points better than the Toronto Argonauts. I expect that to be a much better game. And I do too. The Argos defense has gotten better. And what do you make of McLeod Bethel Thompson there, Rod? 464 yards, two touchdowns. Now, you're yeah. not winning the game, right? You're not winning the game. That's the bottom line. But do you feel at all, like, from earlier in the season, I'd been saying, look, the Argos is going to kind of be test out the quarterbacks, but the future Argos QB is probably not on this roster. Can McLeod Bethel Thompson make a real case for himself that, hey, you know what? I, even if we have a bad year, I can still be the guy going forward? I think he is the guy right now, mm. uh, even if, uh, you know, it, well, James Franklin's ready to go again. And I, I even say uh, if Zach Caleros uh, was was ready to play again, I only say that because I'm, I'm a big Zach Caleros fan, but he's yeah, just played too. so little and had such injury problems right now that I would still say McLeod Bethel Thompson is the guy, and I think he's the one that Corey Chamberlain could go with. He, mm. he, you know, he can run hot and cold. Even in that game, uh, in the first half against the Alouettes, uh, he was fortunate not to get picked off a few times. I ultimately did throw an interception later on, but uh, um, you know, he was playing with fire. But uh, having said that, he also made some great plays uh, with passing and even with running the football, which I didn't. You know, in the last couple of games, we've seen him take off and run, which I don't think has ever really been. A big part of his mm-hmm. uh, his game, but um, I think he has had times where he has shown enough, you know, that with more reps and uh, and then the offense they're running this year compared to that uh, that offense that they uh, tried to run last year really unsuccessfully, where they weren't getting the ball down the field. Um, uh, I, I I'd like to see more of him. I actually would. I, I think um, it is, certainly it's the best option the Argos have right now. And I do think that he might have been a little bit extra motivated when Corey Chamberlain says the day before the game that Franklin is ready to go to both QBs are going to see reps. And I thought, how is that going to work if Bethel Thompson is playing well? Lo and behold, ah. Bethel Thompson played pretty well, and we never saw any James Franklin. And I think that's the way to go. Me too. And last one for you here, Rod, with Zach Clarison, you mentioned that. we it, it seems like just yesterday, it was 2015, he was playing at an MOP level, the injury happens, and he's never been able to get back on track. Injuries, concussions, whatever, switching teams, new playbook. 
for Zach Caleros, like it, we we just. First of all, you don't want him to get hurt. But, boy, it would be a cool yeah. comeback story if he could make something uh, down the stretch of this season or into next year. Somewhere. Oh, it, it would be. I mean, and it, you know, this is on the heels of talking about McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Yeah. But, uh, but if, if Zach Caleros was able to come back with the Argos with any team and be, you know, even close to the way he was in 2015 before that devastating ACL injury, um, I would love to see that. I mean, I'm a fan. And I thought, I, I'm with you. Um, I've had this chat with Henry Burris, who later ended up having a very good year, uh, MOP caliber year with Ottawa when they went 12 and 6. That was after Claros got hurt. Um, but in my opinion, Zach Claros was the best player in the Canadian Football League. Uh, when they, when he went down with that injury against the Edmonton Eskimos, who ended up winning the Grey Cup that year. And, um, and that was, that was such a shame to see for Hamilton football fans and also, of course, Claros because, after he came back, uh, you know, one year later, I mean, it's been a struggle since then. And, and I'd love to see him get back to the top of his game if he can do it. Um, I, I don't know how imminent that would be. I don't know when he'd be physically able to play again. Um, and that, you know, still remains to be seen. But I, I hope he can because uh, he was a great player to watch. Yeah, and he's a good dude. Uh, Rod, thank you so much. You're a good dude too, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> as are you. Appreciate it. There he is, Rod Smith, on Twitter at RodSmithTSN. Love talking to Rod and all his great work, CFL on TSN. He joined me courtesy of the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. 50% off week, folks. Don't forget, until Sunday, 50% off any regular menu price pizza at Domino's.ca. Go now, right now, Domino's.ca. After the break, your CFL fantasy fix, your tips. You got any questions? Hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Ben Yamin, Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca for some CFL fantasy talk next on the TSN Radio Network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to wrap up CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch along on twitch.tv slash andymaclive, twitch.tv slash andymaclive in studio. Some great commercial break conversations in the chat room here talking CFL as well as on Twitter at andymc81. And my next guest I know is going to be very excited about this news. It is 50% off week at Domino's Pizza, people. Until this Sunday, any regular price menu pizza online at Domino's.ca, half off. So if you want to order five pizzas, ten pizzas, any size, any amount of toppings, any type of toppings, 50% off. What's up? Domino's.ca. Make sure you check it out, but only until this Sunday. Half off, 50% at Domino's.ca. Ben, you going to get some Domino's, buddy? How you feeling? Hallelujah, and thank the Lord for that deal, Andy. <laughs> my kids are all still home from school all week, and my wife is a teacher. She's back teaching already. It's a madhouse, and pizza sounds about right. 
Pizza makes dads heroes. Am I right? Like you yeah. come in and say, yay, and then you, you know, you, there you go. <laughs> life is good. Life is good. Now, Ben, how is life in CFL Fantasyland? Because if we're looking this week, we got all the Labor Day classics. So, like, the on-screen, on-paper football, real football is exciting. But we begin again with, let's go quarterback. Where are we going? And the pricing is very interesting. On the TSN CFL game, Nick Arbuckle is a, a, a affordable 7200 bucks. On the DraftKings side, am I reading this right? I gave my eyes around. Is he $10,000? There are three quarterbacks up over ten k this week. It's a little wild seeing Harris, Fajardo, and Arbuckle all up over ten k. And really, it's hard to imagine that Arbuckle is a 10K kind of quarterback. So in the TSN contest, he's still not near the top of the projections, but he rates as a reasonable value versus Edmonton. They're willing to give up yards, but they've given up the fewest plays per game of any team in the CFL, and the efficiency isn't going to be great there for the scoring either. So Arbuckle's an option, but he's certainly not near the top. Now, running back-wise, we talked about it all show. Andrew Harris gone. Looks like Johnny Augustine's going to get the start. Um, he, uh, on the CFL game, or on TSN, he's 4500 bucks. On DraftKings, I'd have to look. Where is he there? He's uh, only 3500 oh, over there. Oh, boy. Well, I, I jumped well, on he, there. He's nobody coming into this week, right? So they're always right down near minimum price, and it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because I expect he'll probably be close to 70% owned on DraftKings on a small slate and probably pretty close to that on the TSN contest as well as any of the cheap running backs are always in almost every lineup. He projects as the best value at the position at that low price tag, but there's certainly the possibility for a bust there as well. He's projected for about 13 carries and three or four targets. If he turns those carries into maybe 10 or 12 because they're not able to move the ball consistently, he might only get 30 or 40 yards rushing. And if he doesn't catch a couple passes, all of a sudden you've got five or six points, which really isn't turning into anything versus a Rough Riders defense that's given up only two rushing touchdowns all season to this point. That's a great point. So are we going elsewhere? Like I'm kind of feeling Cameron Marshall versus the, versus the Argonauts for Hamilton. Is there another running back you're, you're looking at? You know, the reality is all the running backs are kind of gross this week. They're either (laughs) overpriced or underproducing. So I expect Augustin will probably be in most lineups. If we're looking at the TSN game, you might go to Chris Rainey at 5,900, given that he gets probably five or six points a week just on his return duties. He's been splitting the backfield work with Brandon Burks pretty much right down the middle. So he projects around 12 or 13 points, which is a reasonable value. But the rest of them on TSN are all just draft drastically overpriced. You're looking at values like one and a half points per dollar, and usually you want kind of two and a half to three kind of range for good plays. On the DraftKings contest, Augustin's still going to be up near the top of the list. Gable and Rainey are going to be two of the other better values just based on the workloads that they get, because there's nobody who's really going to pan out as popping off the page to anybody given the actual points that they'll project for this week. In conversation with Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca on Twitter at Benjamin talking CFL fantasy for your DraftKings.com CFL fantasy lineups and on the TSN fantasy slate. Uh, let's go to defenses here because if we try to look and strategize, Ben, from uh, okay turnovers, you get unfortunately there's no Ottawa, you know they, they seem ripe for it, but also maybe Hamilton, right? We see Dane Evans turning the ball over, and the Argonauts defense has been slow. They're, they're not the pushover that they once were. What about the Argos defense at a low buy? 
You know what? To each their own. You're out there in Toronto. You've got to deal with the people out there. Out here in the <laughs> West, I still think they're terrible. I couldn't possibly stomach that. They're about, they average under three points a game on DraftKings as far as the defense goes, and the scoring, if anything, is a little lower there than it is on TSN. So I think that's probably a pretty tough push. I think maybe you can make a case on a small slate like this that just about any of the defenses are in play because all you really need is one special teams touchdown, and all of a sudden you've got the top unit on the slate because you don't expect too much more than that. But I think probably the Hamilton defense and then maybe the Rough Riders, especially given that Winnipeg may struggle to move the ball altogether without Andrew Harris, without Darvin Adams, without Matt Nichols, that offense could bog down completely. And the Riders finally saw some penchant of turning bad passes into turnovers this last week versus Ottawa. So you might see a little bit of that continue this week versus Winnipeg. Because Streveler is throwing at rainbows and ankles for the most part, and it's a little bit ugly to watch. Yeah, under 100 passing yards. And you know what the thing is, too, though, Ben? You look at the Argos, and it might not be converting into wins, but McLeod Bethel-Thompson's been chucking 350, 400, 484 yards. Like, they can they can maybe, if, if, you, if you go with Hamilton, they can maybe surprise him a little bit, not to win, but on the fantasy side, maybe knock him down a few pegs. Yeah, the ridiculous reality is that if Bethel Thompson was putting up those numbers on any other team, he'd be in the MOP right? race right now. Right? <laughs> it, the numbers are great for him. Part of that is due to game script and them having to pass a lot to try and catch up from behind. Some of it's the offensive coordinator that would pass just as much even if they were playing from ahead. And the reality is he's stayed away from the turnovers the last three games. He's thrown multiple touchdowns seven times already this season. He's been over 300 yards seven times this season. There's really no other quarterback in the league that you can look at with those kind of consistent production numbers from under center. So yeah, I think Bethel Thompson is certainly an option. He's going to be one of the more contrarian options on the slate, but the reality is his numbers are as good or better than any quarterback in the league this season. Ben, if I have, let's say, oh, I don't know, $4,933 left and I need a wide receiver, does uh, Kenny Stafford fancy you for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? We'll have to see what they do this week. My guess is that Arsenal will probably continue to hold down that position and Stafford will continue to be a scratch. If you're looking for somebody who's in that kind of 4K range on the TSN contest, Rodney Smith would certainly be an option versus Hamilton. He caught nearly a dozen balls this last week, kind of out of nowhere, but he had been getting at least five targets a game over the last month and seems to be growing in his role in that offense. So him near 4K is certainly an option. And then you've got Jalen Acklin, who's way down there under 3K, who caught as many balls as anybody for that Hamilton offense and versus the Toronto defense it's still given up the second most yards per attempt in the league through the air that's certainly a matchup worth picking on and I'm just looking here as well looks like Don Jackson is he gonna should he remain available going into this week because we saw like the thing with Don Jackson last year boy this dude flash and he's been um, up until playing uh, in week 10, uh, he only played in weeks 1 and 3. So one of those strange situations where you have a guy who plays really well and then kind of vanishes for a, a period of time. Yeah, and Calgary's gone away from the run pretty much altogether this season. They've run, rushed the second fewest attempts of any team in the league behind only Toronto in that number. And Jackson probably is only looking at 10-11 touches total on the weekend, especially versus that Edmonton defense that's only given up 47 offensive snaps a game to their opposition. So I think Jackson, again, is just one of those guys who's just overpriced given his workload all right buddy good stuff tell people hey it's also nfl season coming up so you can help him out on daily roto right 
Yeah, it's all coming up quicker than you could possibly imagine. Daily Roto, we've got all your needs covered for daily fantasy football this season for DraftKings and FanDuel contests. And if you use the promo code CFL2019, you can get 10% off the year subscription. Boom. There you go, my friend. Great stuff. Enjoy the 50% off dominoes. Yeah, thanks very much, my (laughs) friend. Good talk to you. See you, buddy. You too. There he is, Ben Kramer. From Daily Roto, from CFL.ca on Twitter, at Benjamin. So if you got any DraftKings, fantasy football uh, questions, CFL or NFL, you can hit Ben up. You can hit myself up at AndyMC81. And uh, we can go from there. This is, this is where it gets fun, folks. Okay, The whole season's been great to this point. But now we're into Labor Day. And then next week, the rematch from Labor Day. So the march to the Grey Cup officially begins this week week. For producer Aradis Vandy, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.